Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's Paul White. It's the 13th day of December, and we are in the 17th day of our Advent journey. This waiting and now looking at the characters around the, the birth of Jesus, these who have been waiting. And today we arrive at the second of two individuals listed in Luke chapter 2 as having arrived in the temple at the same moment that Mary and Joseph bring in Jesus. Now, they're bringing Jesus in order to bring him for the rites of purification. Uh, he's going to come in. This is a, the Jewish rites is that you present the male child um, and you do so and offer a sacrifice. And you, did the, you offered the sacrifice based upon your ability, your financial ability. And they bring turtle doves and pigeons, which means that they are the lowest financial status in Israel. Uh, and you might wonder how they were so low in status if they had had the visit by the Magi with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And that's probably because the Magi most likely don't visit Jesus at the Nativity. They probably visit Jesus in his house. At least that's the way Matthew pitches it, which means Jesus might be as old as two. So the visit from the Magi might not have happened yet. Um, although there's argument one way or the other, I mean, you know, about the star and the slaughter of the innocents and those things. So in any case, what we do know from, from Luke's version is that he's going to offer, they're going to offer turtle doves and pigeons. Yesterday we met Simeon, a man who has waited to die until he can see Jesus, the Christ. And he sees him, he recognizes him instantly because he's listening to the spirit. He prays this prayer. He offers up thanksgiving. Um, and and he gives this beautiful speech that encompasses the 29th through the 32nd verses of Luke chapter 2. He then speaks a little word of prophecy over Mary. We didn't talk about that yesterday, and I encourage you to take a look at that. But I want to introduce you to the only named prophetess in the New Testament. Um, we have prophetesses. This is a female prophet in the Old Testament. Some, the Eastern Orthodox Church actually calls our character today the last prophetess of the Old Testament, um, even though she's in the New Testament, but she's prophesying in an Old Testament world. Her name is Anna, and I'd like to read her story. It only, she's only on the scene for three verses in the Bible. Luke chapter 2, verses 36 to 38. Now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Now there's some interesting things about Anna's story. This is all we know is the, are these three verses. But that's, they pack a lot. First of all, named as a prophetess. That's unusual. Secondly, she is not the wife of so-and-so. She's the daughter of uh, Phanuel of the tribe of Asher, which makes her one of only a handful of people in the entire New Testament of which we get a genealogical accounting. Most members of the New Testament, like, we don't know. You don't get this accounting of Peter, what tribes he from, what families he from. We don't get that of John. We get it a little bit from Paul by his own retelling to the Philippians, but and we get it of Jesus. But it's interesting that we get it of Anna. So it already puts her in a sort of a special category. 
She lived with her husband seven years from her virginity is a narrative way of saying she was married and then her husband died after seven years. And a young woman could be married as early as 14 in Israel. And so if that's the case, then since about 21, she has been without a husband. Then there's this ambiguous statement in verse 37 that she was a widow of 84 years, about 84 years. And it's ambiguous in that we can't tell if it means she's 84 years old or she's been a widow for 84 years. Most scholars actually think the latter is true, that what the text is trying to say is that she's been a widow for 84 years, which would make her in her 100s. Because if she was married, the moment she could be married at 14 and her husband died at 21, 84 years makes her 105. So it's plausible that Anna is one of the older women in all of Jerusalem, and she might be in the same boat as Simeon, waiting to see Jesus. She's like a lot of people now who have had to wait and wait and wait seemingly forever to receive whatever it is they've been waiting on. Here's what I love about her story, though. Listen again to verse 38. Two really important things jump out at me. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Israel. The two things to me are coming in that instant, number one, and number two, she spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Israel. So it tells me she had an ear to hear the Spirit and go when he told her to go. In the instant that Simeon is holding Jesus up, Anna hears in her spirit, go now, and she goes. 105 years old, maybe. Anywhere from 84 to 105, depending on how you read that text. She's old, and she goes and is so excited to see this baby. And then, I love the second thing in that text. This, to me, is is so powerful. She turns and begins to tell everyone who will listen of the one who has come. Did you catch? She's the first evangelist of Jesus. And the Bible, in a most remarkable turn, in a world in which men seem to be the only ones who hear from God, the New Testament begins its, and I've talked with you about this before, begins this sneaky process of showing you women who have more to do with the presentation of the gospel than meet the eye. And when you couple this one with the fact that the first woman, the first person to see the resurrected Jesus on Sunday morning of Passion Weekend is a woman, that the first person to declare to another human being that Jesus is not dead, but yet he is alive, is a woman. And you add that to the fact that the first person who turns to the public and tells them, this is the one who's going to redeem you is a woman. Well, it sounds to me like Eve has been redeemed. More from Advent tomorrow. God bless.